0: 13 of 26 from three, a 50% game from three. And you hold a team below 100 points, you play good team. Yeah, the Knicks are now 7-2 and two in their last nine games and are 18-17 and 17 on the season. Knicks over 500. All righty. That was nice.
1: That was nice and pleasant and easy. Um, Yeah, over 500. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I I'm, uh, I'm a little bit more subdued than last night, just because that was obviously a laugher. Um, just as nice, but uh, big win. Um, I think Clyde said it best a few minutes ago when he was like, "This was a trap game." And you know, I, I got done watching last night and doing the live stream and the whole thing, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, man. Back to back, going to Detroit, um, team with nothing to play for, but like young guys who were going to try to play hard and the whole thing. Um, <laughs> when Tibbs yelled "Obi, yeah, that was pretty great. Um, I was a little worried about this game, and I was even preparing myself mentally. This is what we do as Knicks fans, right? We do mental gymnastics to prepare ourselves for the inevitable letdown. That's what I was doing. I was like, okay. You know, even if they lose tomorrow night, it's okay. It's fine. You know, the, the, the Pistons, they're, you know, they got some talent. Um, it's not the end of the world. We could come back and still split the – let. you know, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that because they went in against a really, 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 really shitty team, um, and they didn't let them see the light of day on defense. And I was trying – I spent most of the first half trying to figure out, is it is it that Detroit's offense is so bad? Or is it that the Knicks offense uh, or the Knicks, sorry, Detroit's offense is so bad or the Knicks defense is so good? And I think it was probably 50-50. I think, um, you know, yes, Detroit's offense is very bad. But at the same time, the Knicks were perfect And uh, on that end of the court. They were obviously not perfect on the offensive end of the court, but we don't really have to talk about that. And um, – You know, that's what you do with a team like that. Would it have been nice for them to get up by, you know, 25 in the first half as opposed to waiting to the second half? Yes, but um, beggars can't be choosers. And we are still the New York Knicks. We are still beggars until further notice. Um, And I am not going to be choosy about this win because it's above 500. It's above 500. We are one game away from being halfway into this season. One game away, and that means at the worst, at the absolute worst, the Knicks will have won as many games as they have lost um, And uh, after halfway through the season. And borrowing, borrowing, um, borrowing something crazy happening on Tuesday night against San Antonio, they will have outscored their opposition over the course of the first half of the season, which is just like, God. What planet are we on? And and a few people have mentioned it already over the last like week or so, trying to decipher the difference between this season and past years. Um, if you look at the past years where they've had hot starts, the net ratings have shown all of those years to be fool's gold, and the net rating this year is not that. It's legit. It is it is the net rating of a solid mediocre basketball team, and that's what we are. And man. I have never been as happy to say that. Um, Mazzone, um, I hope, is it mazone or Mazzone? I'm going to go with mazone the Italian pronunciation. Asks, if it was down to Cat or Beal, who would you personally pull the trigger on? Wow, we're, we're done talking about this game already. We haven't even been talking about it for four minutes, and, and already we're getting into fake trades. Um, if it came down to one of those two, if the price was the same, goodness gracious, that's a great question. My gut instinct is is cat, and um, I say that knowing full well that Karl-Anthony Towns has been uh, the worst basketball player than Bradley Beale. Bradley Beale has been a better basketball player over the last year, over the last two years, over the last however many years than Karl-Anthony Towns. And for all we know, Bradley Beale may always be a better basketball player than Karl-Anthony Towns. Um, but Karl-Anthony Towns, I still believe, has the potential to be um, the best offensive big man in the league, I guess, outside of Nikola Jokic and I guess Embiid, but Towns could just, Towns could do stuff that, that even those guys can't do. Um, that said, I would be happy with either of those guys. I do think Cat raises their ceiling, um, a, a little bit more though. And, uh, if Tibbs was, was willing to sign off on Cat, I'd be willing to sign off on Cat too. Um. I think it's a great question, though. Um, so let's talk about the minutes um, because, look, I've de- as everybody in here knows, I have uh, made it a cottage industry to defend Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau against all comers um, who would dare criticize him uh, this season. And even I have to say, like, look, you're, why are you playing Julius Randle 37 minutes? Why are you playing Derrick Rose 32 minutes? Um, Why are you playing Newlands Noel 37 minutes? Um, I understand wanting to secure the win. Um, (laughs) Garbage time is a social construct, Macri. (laughs) Great comment from uh, overratedness. Um, You know, when was the appropriate moment to pull them? Um, I guess you could say that he should have never put him back in. And he should have rode with the bench guys over the last five, six minutes of the game. I think it was 25. It got down to 21. Maybe it got down to 19. Can you conceivably lose a game up by 19 against this shitty team with four or five minutes to go? Yes. Um, I just think Tibbs is a process guy. And if you're going to be ask him to do something outside of his comfort zone, He's going to just be like, um, (laughs) no, (laughs) he's going to be like, I'm going to do things my way. I'm going to do what I believe. And he does not believe that playing a guy 37 minutes versus playing a guy 32 minutes makes one bit of difference. That's Tom Thibodeau. Is he right? Is he wrong? I have not the foggiest fucking clue. Um, if you want to get on him about it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get mad. It's. It's, it's a completely valid criticism, and that's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Benji uh, Issei. Issei? Issei? I hope I got that right. Uh, appreciate everything you do, John, on a nightly basis. You've made the season even better than it already was for all of us. I feel so bad when people uh, put comments, uh, compliments in the super chat. Um, I appreciate it, though, very much. Thank you so much. Um, I love doing this. I'm, I'm the luckiest guy in the world that I get to do this. Um, okay. Uh, sincere the Genius. We need to beat the Spurs and Toronto needs to lose to the Pistons. Sure, why not? I would love to beat the Spurs. If they beat the Spurs and then beat the Pistons again and they go into the break at 20 and 17, you want to see an apeshit Jonathan Macri come on here and say some really wild and wacky stuff? Let them get to 20 and 17, and then you'll hear me say just some outlandish things. Um, Jeremy Chase, loved Breen's story about Kobe saying Randall is Lamar Odom in Zach Randall's body. Dude was so smart. Yeah, um, somebody passed along um, a tweet or a video or something to me a week or two ago with that story. But it's true. I mean, Lamar Odom was, and I think I put it in the newsletter recently, um, points, rebounds, assists. Points, rebounds, assists. There might have been one other stat. In any case, uh, it was with R.J. Barrett um, uh, under the age of 20 or less and um, Odom was on the list along with like 10 other guys. Odom was a really unique player, and I think Lamar Odom as a comp for – it kind of works for for Randall. It kind of works for Barrett too because they're both kind of funky. Um, but, yeah, great story. Uh, let's see. Michael Aaron, always with the super chat. I appreciate you, Michael. I'm admittedly an unabashed RJ stand, but he was up to 34% from three coming into tonight, including those two dry spells. Yeah. I tweeted it out, um, I, I think, like, one in the morning last uh, yesterday or today, as it were, that since the um, first of the year, R.J. Barrett is um, shooting, like, 40% from three or 39-point-something, and uh, he is in the company of guys like, um, like really good three-point shooters, really, really good three-point shooters. He's there. He's making open looks. Um, I think it absolutely warrants – a revisitation of the discussion about his ceiling. If he's going to be a, a three-point threat, even if it's a standstill three-point threat, it doesn't need to be an off-the-move threat. If he could just hit 40% of his open threes, it's it just makes the conversation about building this team moving forward so much simpler. We don't have to worry about, well, wait a minute, what if you need to always put the ball in Barrett's hands to make sure he's the most effective version of himself? Let him be the guy who hits open threes and he's like, I I used the term last night. He's a garbage man on offense. He gets his occasional other stuff here and there. Um, And he's figuring all that out. And it's great to see. Uh, What do we got? Uh, Someone had a good comment. Uh, Macri, so I get chippy with IQ and DSJ. The only chippiness that I noticed was the, the Randall tech at the end there with uh, Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay. There's no quitting that dude. I kind of, I mean, I'm happy with Emmanuel quickly, but um, kind of wish he was a, a Nick. He's really good. Um, Delski. Due to the se- heavy second half of the season scheduled, with heavy emphasized correctly, do you think that the front office is going to feel pressure to make a solid move before the deadline? I don't think the front office. My my own. This is just my guess. I don't think the 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 front office is going to change how they look at potentially making this team better based on any anything else. I think once this team established early on that they were competitive and that they were going to be competitive for the entire year and the longer this has gone on, I, I think it just continues to embolden the front office that if there is a smart move that we could make now, that will improve us right now, as long as it doesn't sacrifice too much of the things that matter to us long-term, we're going to make it. My bigger thing is I don't know where that move is. And I, I, you know, I feel like I always come on here and I talk about the same names, you know, Oladipo and, and, and Lonzo ball. Like, I don't know. I, 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 more and more, I don't want them to trade for Victor Oladipo unless it's going to come at an extraordinarily low cost. Um, I don't want them to trade for Victor Oladipo. Um, ball is more interesting to me. Oladipo. I'd rather wait till the off season because I just, I don't know how much he helps them right now. Um, but it depends on the price. It always depends on the price, but yeah, I think they'll look, I think they'll kick the tires. um, Let's see. I'm going to go chat heavy tonight because there's really not that much to talk about from this game. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I should mention? Barrett obviously had a wonderful night aside from just the open threes or the not open threes, the threes that he had. Julius Randle. um, When do we start having the all NBA conversation? Now that we're done having the all-star conversation, when do we begin having the all NBA conversation? Like, is he in the discussion for all NBA third team? If he keeps this up for the entire year and the Knicks get like, again, getting way ahead of myself now, see, I'm already getting ahead of myself. I didn't even need to get to 20 and 17, getting way ahead of myself. They beat the fucking Pistons tonight. And I'm talking about all NBA, but just for shits and giggles. If, if this keeps up both team wise and Randall wise, um, yeah, he should, I think he should be in the all NBA third team conversation. He's not going to get in. He's not going to, that's, I mean, top 15 players in the league is like, my goodness, but he should be in the conversation. He's been that good, and he showed it again tonight. Um, he had 25 points on, on 18 shots, 3 of 6 from 3. Um, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Great night. Um, unheralded, perhaps, although I thought his performance stood out. New Noel, just I – in some ways, I think this was his best game as a Knick. Um, You could give me last night. You could give me tonight. I think both of them were outstanding. I thought his defense all night, I thought his boxing out, I thought his veracity on the boards was phenomenal. He just – he's playing pick and roll beautifully. He's doing the right thing where he needs to be on offense. Everything you need New Orleans to do other than catch the ball, he's doing. Um, so kudos to him. Derek Rose played a nice game. Burks played a nice game. Toppin didn't really do much. And then, um, you know, Emmanuel quickly. Um nice to see him. You know, he's, again, a little inconsistent. Hit a nice three. I thought he was fine. Um, Frank didn't really do much, but it was fine. His minutes were fine. Um, and oh, last thing, we didn't see Kevin Knox. I would have liked to see Kevin Knox. It would have been nice to see five, eight Kevin Knox minutes. But listen, he is where he is in the rotation, and uh, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go crazy about it. Uh, did I miss something in the super chat? Let me see here. I don't think I did. Um, Okay. What else we got? I saw Colin just put something. The last guy to put up Noel's stat line was, thank you Colin Lauren, Omari Stidhamer in 2011. How you doing? Pretty good. Um, yellow beast mode. Any chance that Derrick Rose is the new starter anytime soon? Um, man. Oof. Let's see how they play against San Antonio. I don't think Peyton's going to be back. I don't think Peyton's going to be back until after the All-Star break. So, two, we'll see. But, but Frank didn't do himself any favors tonight because he kind of had a, you know, he had a fine night, nothing crazy. I thought the bench in general the last couple of games has been a little, you know, not so great. So, I don't know. I wonder actually overall since Elf has gone out with this injury, has he? has it hurt his stock? Has it helped his stock somewhere in between? I think probably hurt overall, but you know, I want to see some more. Um, how would you feel about Drummond? Bad. I don't want Andre Drummond anywhere near this team. Um we're gonna need Frank on Murray. Yeah, I think you know, Frank again, tonight he got a foul uh called on him on a, a play where he's you know, he's susceptible sometimes, but overall, yeah, I would like to see him on Murray tomorrow or, or on Tuesday night. Um Breen apparently, uh, I did was not listening to the audio for all, some of this game because my my wife wanted to watch the Golden Globes, so I had this on the, the old laptop. Um, if Breen said he thought Payton could play Tuesday, though, um, I'll I'll trust Mike Breen certainly. Um, Devlison. you think we could re-sign Berks and Noel? Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent, and I think they should look to re-sign those guys. Those are two guys who like. Those are like, that's how you build something in the NBA. And I don't want them to keep bouncing around from free agent to free agent to free agent. At some point, get one of these guys and sign them to a two or three year deal at a at a at a nice number. You know, what's the right number for Noel? I don't know. Five million a year, six million a year, seven million a year. Does he want to sign for three for twenty one? Does Alec Burks want to sign for three for twenty one? I feel like both of those guys are worth around that amount. Um, probably don't need to um give them maybe that many years but maybe you want to keep them around for a while they're both the right age i would do that in a second absolutely um someone asked about uh julius randall extension conversation um and someone else asked for about terrence ross uh for the terrence ross thing check tomorrow's newsletter and for the julius randall extension conversation check out the podcast uh dropping tonight with jeremy where we got into the nitty-gritty weeds about um, Julius Randle's potential extension. Um, yeah, six apiece for both of them. I think that's fine, six or seven. Um, Mensa Smith, no need to sign Noel and Burks when we have two first-round picks in this year's draft. I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. I think you can go ahead and you could get some good contributing players, but, like, you know – you want to keep good basketball players on your team who want to be here and who seem to thrive in your system. Imad, um, <laughs> Khalil, John Smile. We're a good team. Our guys have all bought in. They're playing their hearts out for us. All we can ask for. I, listen, I'm I'm beaming on the inside. I'm just I'm trying to play a little subdued tonight because it was the Pistons and you know the Pistons are not very good. And, um, you know, they didn't play their best, the Knicks didn't play their best game, but trust me, this is a, uh, this is a nice moment. This is a nice moment for, for all of us who have been around for a while. Um, I've said it before. I've been, I've been watching this team pretty religiously since 1993, since I was 10 years old. and the 90s are the 90s are, are were wonderful and then since 2001 um you know we had we had we had essentially two years we had two years and parts of a few other times but even those other times i never 16 17 17 18 17 18 was fun with when Porzingis was going off those couple of weeks that was fun but it also felt like fool's gold. 1617 felt really like fool's gold. Um, Fisher started off hot his first season. I don't know if you guys remember that, but you know, that the team just wasn't really they didn't have the team. This feels better than all of that. The only the only season that 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 it compares to this is 2012-2013. And 2012-13 was so special because it was so unique in that you knew that that wasn't going to last because it was Jason Kidd. It was, you know, kind of an older Raymond Felton. It was Tyson Chandler on the, the back half of his career. Um, It was, you know, yes, you had Shump here. Yes, you had JR here. um, But it just felt – you know Sheed, Kurt, Camby, they, those guys were all on the bench. There was just it there was something about that year that was like, let's see what we could do this year. It did not feel 2012-13 to me did not feel like the beginning of something. It felt like a special thing that was happening in that moment. This to me feels different because you just look up and down at, at the at the ages of the players on this roster. And like the team control and the fact that like RJ Barrett's going to be here for as long as they want to keep RJ Barrett here for Mitchell Robinson is going to be here for as long as they want to keep Mitchell Robinson here for Emmanuel quickly, obviously the guy's a rookie topping. and Julius Randall. Again, I don't want to step on the discussion that that's going to be on tomorrow's podcast, but like they're going to be able to make Julius Randall a really, really competitive offer for an extension this summer to to keep that dude in New York for the next five years. Are they going to do it? Is he going to take it? I don't know, but this feels like the start of something and it feels like this is what we've been waiting for as fans for, for, you know, almost 30 years. I, I wasn't around for when that nineties team was just in the early stages in the late eighties as they were building up. And obviously, you know, we don't have a Ewing here, and I'm not. I'm not going to put Julius Randle in the same breath as Patrick Ewing. I, I would not do that. But Randle's—he's a, a real guy, and um—and RJ's a real guy. And I'm really excited. This, this is a great night. It's a fun night, um, and we should all smile. You're absolutely right. Michael Aaron uh, comment at the end of last season. Imagine—I <laughs> I can't even get this. out of a straight face. At the end of last season, imagine someone telling you we were over 500 midway through next year. And Randall is an all-star. Pinch me, I'm dreaming. Yeah. Um, I think that's really what makes this for me. There's a part of me that it, it still doesn't feel real because last season, I think I said it probably the beginning of last season was the most painful year since the Isaiah Thomas years. It was, it was, it felt so hopeless because I, unlike a lot of people, were, were, I bought into all the media narratives about this is the worst or-
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: organization in sports no one's ever going to look at this thing and not think it's a fucking laughingstock um it was a joke what they did this summer and how they got to this point and all that and i listened to all of it and i know i wrote every day about like listen we got to fight on and believe that good things are on the way but deep down i was like shit maybe maybe i don't know maybe it's just we're just snake bitten. and that was a year ago It was one season ago and now we're here. So hey everyone, before we get started, I want to tell you about blue wire hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at blue wire hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know how to start hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you could get all this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into this program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Um, all right, let me get, sorry, I went on a, on a rant there for a while, I apologize. Um, at me bro show at me bro show question for all Knicks fans and pundits out of all the available power forwards in the league who would you rather have than randall hands down i'm gonna end the um the live stream answering that question because i think it's a good one and i want some time to think about it uh jonas plough hypothetical how many more wins would the knicks have with cp3 what are we uh 18 and 17 um shit that's a scary thought Seven, six, seven, we'd be I don't know, would we be third in the east? I think that's fair. Um we'll all start when he gets back. I have no idea. Um let's see. Randall is stealth, raised the ceiling. He's gonna keep getting better. Um some people, someone saying, ordinary kiddos. I'm really disturbed about the starters finishing. I don't know if I'd use the word disturbed, um perturbed, maybe. Annoyed? That would be that would be my my, what about a trade for De- Devontae Graham? Uh, question from Carlos Matos. Um, I I love Devontae Graham. I just not I'm not sure what Charlotte would want, and Charlotte is in the thick of the playoffs, so I'm not sure why they why they would give him up. Uh, we got a hypothetical trade from Kareem Assur. Um Mitch plus Knox plus both Dallas picks plus the 21 Knicks pick plus a 22 swap for Beal. Fair or not. Oh God! Um, not enough. It's not enough that if you're if you're Washington, you got to get um, you got to get a you got to get a wing or a guard um that you could depend on as like a a legitimate building block for you. So. You know, I don't know, quickly or 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 Barrett would need to be in that trade. Um, probably instead of uh instead of Knox or probably instead of Mitch. I don't know why they want Mitch. Um uh let's see what else we got. Uh your boy Benz. Your boy Benz. How you doing, man? Best free agent pickup in the league this year, Coach Tibb hand down. Um hold on, I want to look at the standings right now because I would like to have a very quick conversation about who else is even in the running for coach of the year. So, right now, Philly is 22 and 12. I do not think Doc is in the running based on that record. Brooklyn, uh, Steve Nash, all due respect to him, not in the running. Bud, absolutely not. Nobody in the East is even close. In the West, Utah, uh, Quinn Snyder's the front runner, neither LA coaches in the running, uh, Monty Williams, I'm sorry, you're doing a nice job, but you just got Chris Paul. You're not in the running pop. They're not going to give pop the award at this point, especially they're due for a uh, step back with their, with their net rating, Portland, uh, Terry Stotts. No, um, uh, Mike Malone it, might not keep his job to the end of the year at this rate, uh, Kerr. No, <laughs> Rick, Rick Carlisle. Let's give it to Rick Carlisle. It's a shame they stuck him in that situation that he's has nothing to do with. Um, yeah, so I think it's a two-man – I think it's a two-man uh, Borrego. Somebody mentioned Borrego. That's fair. Borrego's done a nice job. But you know what? They got they got Gordon Hayward in the offseason. They added him. They got uh, probably the rookie of the year in, in LaMelo Ball. Um, Rozier's having a fantastic season. But obviously, Borrego has a lot to do with that. Ryan Saunders yes give it to Ryan Saunders uh I think it's a two-man race I think it's a two-man race between Quinn Snyder and and Tibbs so and I think probably Borrego you could you could put Borrego third um Van Gundy I gotta I gotta see the Pels turned around uh he's I I really don't even know who I would put third right now I get maybe pop actually um he has them 17 and 12 probably pop um Let's see what else we got. Um, how much better would we be with Halliburton instead of Obi? Um honestly, I'm not sure they'd be that all that better because I think if they had Halliburton, I don't think they're drafting Emmanuel quickly. I think if they had Halliburton, they're probably drafting um either like Zeke Najee or did Zeke Najee go the pick ahead? I forget, one of them, somebody went like, but I think, whatever, they were maneuvering down there in the 20s. I think they would have ended up with a big man if they had drafted Halliburton at eight. And if you put Halliburton on this team in place of quickly, I'm actually not sure Halliburton makes as much sense as quickly for this team. I think quickly, you could have the conversation about which one of those two rookies has been better, but I think for this Nick team, I think quickly has been better. So I actually don't think, you know, if you want to tell me in in a magical world they got Halliburton and quickly, how much better would they be? I don't know that it would make that big of a difference. I'm not sure where – because they wouldn't be starting Halliburton. So you are going to have Halliburton and quickly come off the bench alongside Burks. Um, I don't know. Maybe a win or two. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, Let's see. Get SGA from the Thunder. I do not think the Thunder are trading SGA. Um, Zach Levine. I would love Zach Levine on this team. not happening. I don't think, but I could be wrong. Um, if quickly went eighth and Obi went twenty fifth, it would have made much more sense. Yeah. Um, look, I'm I'm reserving judgment on Obi. I, I want to see. I want to see a bit more. That's all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk. Because here's the thing. Obi's doing enough of the stuff that I thought Obi would not be able to do. I actually. I think I'm probably. If If I'm not, um, in a uh, delivery room. My plan for Tuesday's newsletter is to highlight some of the OB stuff on defense tonight. I thought he had some really nice moments on defense. I think he had some rough moments on defense, but I think his defense um, as much as anything gives us reason to be hopeful. I think the offense is going to come. Uh, what else we got? All right. The Knicks are in the building and we are here to stay. Good comment from coffee shop uh, Knox for cam reddish. Uh, Atlanta says no um, JJ writer for cash considerations. Not sure New York uses their cap space just to take on JJ Reddick. What? Where did I miss the super chat? what did I hold on? Let me go scroll back up. Um oh sorry, I did miss one. Thank you to my lovely wife for for noticing that. And I did not. Um Prigoj, long time fan of the pod, first time tuning in live. Thank you for tuning in. Congrats on the forthcoming new Nick fan. Oh, thank you so much. Go Nick's free frank, Michael Rappaport sucks yes he does best comment of the night thank you for that um we appreciate it seriously thank you everybody for for the super chat thank you everybody for coming and watching and for and for the regular chat stuff um do you think we need a trade this season no i don't think we need a trade this season like there's continuity continuity is a beautiful thing this 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 team has something going for it um i just love it and i want to see them ride it out um but here's the thing. We, At some point, we're going to get to the point where we're like, ooh, if the Knicks get in the playoffs, can they do any damage or this or that? No, they can't because you can't be the 25th ranked offense and expect to really do anything in the playoffs. And so unless they make a trade, I do think if they do make it to the playoffs, I think it'll be a very short-lived stint. If they actually made a trade for an offensive upgrade, and again, I don't know what that would be, then maybe it's a different conversation. Corner three comment in the super chat. Thank you. It's important the Knicks just don't make stupid moves and we should be able to build on this year. Shout out to all the Knicks fans. Yes. Shout out to all the Knicks fans. I agree with that. Um, Yeah. I don't think they're going to do anything stupid. I really don't. And I think to that point, I think they are going to really protect and value that the Dallas pick this year. And the reason I think they're going to protect and value the Dallas pick this year is that, well, I don't think their pick plus the Dallas pick is going to be enough probably to get them into the top five without including a future first. Maybe those two with a future first, maybe that's enough to get them into the top five. I doubt it. But even if it even if they can't trade into the top 5 i think that there's a chance that they may target someone in like the top 10 where they may want to keep that dallas pick as ammunition to try to jump up whatever four five six spots and um that's where i think this draft could get really interesting because yes we know about the top 5 but i think there's some really 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 interesting guys in the second half of the top 10 you know guys like keon johnson um book knight had a really nice game again um some other guys who i like the wagner kid's really good i finally watched michigan the wagner kid is legit um you know there's other guys i don't we don't need to talk about them right now but springer um yeah i I want to get more of a read on springer i still don't have a great feel for him but i like springer i like i like a lot of these guys um Zaire williams looks the part lots of dudes cooper yes moody yes i don't think they would trade up for moody though um because I don't think Moody, I think they would trade up for a guy that they were like, okay, this guy could be a foundational, like top three piece for us. And I love Moody, but I, I just don't see him as that. Um, what do you think of Buddy Hill for Reggie Bullock and two second rounders? Hell no. I don't want anything to do with Buddy Hill. No offense against Buddy Hill. I don't want to pay that dude $20 million over the next um, however many years. Um, Jared Butler, if they stay put, Kispert. Yes. All these names. It's a, it's a, it's a great draft to have two picks in the top 20. Yet. Um, James, uh, hold on. James Argilagos, J-Mac. Do you think Malik Beasley would be an upgrade for us at shooting guard? I've watched the Wolves enough this year to feel like Malik Beasley is a really good offensive player. I have not watched them enough to want to have an opinion about his defense. And, whether or not his stats are the type that are really helpful um, towards like winning games. Uh, there's also the matter of the fact that he, I believe has a 12 game suspension that he needs to serve this year. So I think there's a safe bet that um, a Malik Beasley trade is not going to be happening during the season. Uh, maybe in the offseason. We'll see. Uh, okay. A couple more. And then we get out of here because I do have a newsletter to write for tomorrow. Um, Jonas, again, can we just stop debating over our young player ceilings? We are seeing someone blossom in year seven. Anything could happen. I think even the better example of that, Jonas, is R.J. Barrett. Um, uh, Jonathan Wasserman had a comment on Twitter earlier about how let's stop making snap judgments after a month or two months or even after someone's rookie year. Let's wait and see how the guy looks after, you know, 100 games. Um, Obi Toppin's played 30 games, 35, whatever it is. Um, no, 30, uh, not even. He's. I think tonight he may have crossed the 300-minute um, uh, threshold as an NBA player. So let's give him time. Good comment. I like that. Uh, how big w- – oh, man, DeJounte Murray. Ooh, I'd love DeJounte Murray. I'm not sure if he's what ails the Knicks, though. Um, Kevin Zwicker. J-Mac, the Knicks are actually good. They're – they're really solidly mediocre. I can't say they're good yet. I can't say they're good. I need to see them be a top twenty offense before I say they're good. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna end it right now with the um, where does Julius Randall rank on the league power forward um, in the power forward um, death chart? Uh, thank you, Andrew Claudio, my wonderful producer, for reminding me that I put off that question. Okay, here are the guy here are the power forwards in basketball who are. Definitively better than Julius Randle. Um, Kevin Durant plays power forward, so Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, is Jimmy Butler a small forward? What does the chat think? Is Jimmy Butler a small forward, or a, a small forward, or a power forward? Give me some answers. I think he's a small forward still. Um, I'm not considering Jimmy Butler a four, so Jimmy Butler's not in this conversation. Um, jason tatum's a wing jason tatum's not a four um he's better than sabonis he's better than any of these other shitty okay so we have durant Giannis, lebron james is a power forward um is not a power forward and neither is paul george those guys are wings those guys are two threes um well, whatever. AD. So, whichever Laker guy you want to stick as the as the four, that's that guy's better than than Julius Randall. Um, you're not getting both of them though. Um, Siakam is. I I would take I take Randall over Siakam. I think Randall has more um, shot creation than Siakam. He's not the defender that Siakam is, but I think he's a good enough defender to offset, um, you know, the discrepancy between between the two. Uh, hold on, I'm just going down the standings. Um he's better than Porzingis. Um Zion. So I'll end it with this. I think right now, today, Julius Randle is he's better than Jaron Jackson Jr. I think J- Jaron Jackson Jr. is a better trade asset. Um, someone mentioned Bam. Bam's a center to me. So um, no, not Bam. Um I think uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a better trade asset than Julius Randle or a better NBA asset, but I think Julius Randle's better. So I guess it comes down to to him and Zion. Cat's um, a, a center. So Giannis, KD, whichever Laker you want to put as the power forward, and then I think it's between Zion and Julius Randle for the fourth best power forward in the league. I probably – I have to go Zion. Um I have to go Zion. I mean Zion is unguardable. Um he he's doing some distribution, he's handling the rock, he's running their offense a little bit. But man, Randall's close. Randall's close. Randall's really close and and actually in fairness defensively, it's not even a conversation. Um it's not a conversation because because Zion has been abysmal on defense and Julius Randle has been actually really good. Um, I missed the super chat from um, Mensa Smith. Um, Randle is 11th in VORP and fourth amongst all forwards in the NBA. Yeah, it's it's he. It, yeah, he's obviously better than Zion defensively. I don't know. Maybe I really should give it. I can't. I can't say Draymond. Dr- I cannot say a guy that is averaging six points a game is better than Julius Randle. I'm sorry. I love Draymond Green, but he's he's not better than Julius Randle. Not this season, at least. Um, I mentioned Giannis, yeah. Okay, so fourth, fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth, something like that. I'm gonna, I really am gonna think about the Zion thing. This is what I'm gonna go to sleep tonight thinking about who's better right now, today, overall, full game, um, the whole package, Zion or Julius Randle. That's a mm, man. It feels like such a homer thing to do to say that Julius Randle's better, but this is gonna eat at me. This is how deranged I am. I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna think about this shit for the next two hours. All right, um, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for the great questions. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been this has been great. The Knicks are over five hundred. Let's enjoy this one for the next forty-eight hours. Spurs are gonna be a tough a tough opponent on the road. Oh no, wait. Sorry, are the Spurs on the road or the Spurs at home? Oh, let me look at my handy dandy. Uh... Yes, the Spurs are on the road um so yeah that's gonna be a tough one but uh we got a shot we got a shot we got a shot every night because we play defense so that's really cool all right um check out the podcast don't forget to uh leave us a rating hit thumbs up for your 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 boys me and me and claudio um and uh anything else i think that's it over 500 baby here we go giddy up i'll see everybody later thank you guys